The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, we can't get that sport. No, it's not futsal and it's not squash, which has been the, the two most popular answers. I'll give you a couple of other clues. Not played with a racket, but a solid object in your hand. And it's been adapted from another sport. Those last couple of clues. No double lanes and the net is lower. I reckon this guy that uh, is about to join us, uh, of course, the host of the first serve, uh, our SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips probably knows about this sport. As I said, I saw it last night on TV. But, Brett, you can't give away the clue. I'm trying to get our listeners to identify. I saw it for the first time last night, this sport. Uh, the World Championships are underway. Good uh, evening to you. How are you going? Pete, uh, going well. I think I might know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep the powder dry. Okay? Yeah, they, they're saying futsal. They're saying squash. But, uh, no, nah, it's not exactly that. We'll see how we go. Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Since I spoke to you last... Uh, Naomi Osaka, who bowed out after the first round at Roland Garros at the press conference, suggested she hasn't made her mind up uh, for Wimbledon as yet. Uh, a few other players are wondering whether they'll play or not because of the ban on the Russian and Belarusian players. What's the general feel from the people that you speak to regarding Wimbledon, mm. who are steadfast at the moment, no rankings points? All of a sudden, uh, is it going to become the, the most famous tennis tournament every year into an exhibition event? Well, there's a lot of angry people in tennis, Pete, uh, right now. There's a lot of infighting uh, going on. Um, we've always talked about the governance structure of tennis and people trying to collaborate and get on the same page, but everyone's uh, having uh, their two cents and, and taking pot shots everywhere. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, Wimbledon decide that they're not going to have Russian and Belarusian players Interestingly, John Millman overnight, and John's not one to sugarcoat. He comes out and says what he thinks, and he's worth listening to, John. But um, he said, uh, and there's all these rumours, right, that Wimbledon have made their decision based on uh, the UK government with the, the pressure maybe coming from there. So if it's a UK government decision, why, doesn't, why isn't that stated? And I think more people within tennis would maybe have a bit more sympathy for the Wimbledon call that they've made. And then you've got the ATP and the WTA who step in and I think they had to take some sort of action. So they step in and say, OK, we're not going to cop this, that you know, some of their playing fraternity are not going to be allowed to play Wimbledon. So we're going to ban any rankings points so they're not disadvantaged. And then you've got the playing group who have now digested that a few days later and said, well, hang on, you're actually disadvantaging the majority of us who can rock up and if we win the thing, we're not getting any reward. Yes, we get a paycheck. Yes, we get the Wimbledon trophy. But if I'm 80 in the world and I win Wimbledon, I'm not going to get any points for it. I mean, if you win Wimbledon, you're 80 in the world, that takes you towards the top 10. And you're not going to get the rankings points. So this is a whole... It's, it's just a mess the whole way down. And you wonder, in, with about, what, three weeks to go, four weeks to go until the, the championships, who's going to budge here? Who's going to give some ground and get to a good resolution, but gee, yeah, the players are, uh, they're, they're, as the days go on, they're, they're more filthy with the, the decision of the, the ATP and the WTA and the lack of consultation. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, and Daria Gavrilova says that she's probably unlikely ever to return back to Russia because of the comments she's made, no doubt supporting the Ukraine. And Ukraine, I think she even sent out a, a social post saying that uh, she, 
she's pleaded to Putin to, to stop the war. But she feels sorry for some of her friends because she's still got some great friends on the circuit from Russia. And Daria Kasatkina is one of her best friends. And she wants her to play at yeah. Wimbledon, but at the moment she can't. So Daria's no, exactly. in a bit of a conundrum as well. Yeah, no, spot on. Look, she's got a lot of a lot of great friends from, you know, growing up in Russia with her contemporaries in the, in the juniors and before she defected to Australia. So, yeah, and there's obviously on the tennis tour, players, friends from nations of all countries so right around the world. Uh, you, you travel as a family, um, you know, your, your friendship group is pretty wide. Um, um, you know, playing doubles with, you know, various players across the journey from different countries, different cultures. So, yeah, there's a, they're sort of worldly in a sense, the tennis players. Other times, I don't think they're so worldly. They can be in their little cocoon. But, yeah, it's just a, a really messy situation. Mm. Let's have a look at the tournament on clay at Roland Garros. Novak Djokovic, of course, through after the first round. He's delighted with his performance. And, uh, of course, he's the number one seed there. Stefanos Tsitsipas had to get through a five-set or two sets to love down and uh, came through 3-2 with that. And when you look at uh, the Australians, uh, you mentioned John Millman, he bowed out. And Alex Dimonor got a bit flustered because mm. he was playing a, a French person and it appears that he was on the other wrong side of the crowd and got booed a few times and seemed to upset the youngster. Yeah, look, it's a tough one. This whole crowd etiquette, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. We saw it at the Australian Open. We saw fans, you know, certainly cross the line, I thought, uh, this year, fans who were coming along clearly to watch Kyrgios and Kokonakis, who weren't tennis fans, who, you know, were yelling out at the wrong time, uh, you know, booing opponents in the opposition. I mean, that's sort of become part of sport. I don't know how you ever stop that. And we, you know, we talk about it and shake our heads with the footy on a week-to-week basis, why certain players are just booed for the sake of being booed. Um, you know, look, yeah, Alex was obviously in the real battle last night. And it, the margins are so small. They really are. The more I watch this sport... You know, world number 20 versus world number 74. There's not that much in it. And then you throw in a crowd, whatever that's worth. If it's worth a percent or two down the stretch of a five-setter. Uh, so many people are sort of... Um, and look, yeah, Alex did get frustrated. And, you know, he thought the crowd overstepped the line. I don't know. Would he feel differently if, you know, 10,000 were behind him in Melbourne, roaring him to victory and in the face of the opposition player? I don't know. So I think, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. Um, but the game of Alex... You know, look, it continues to be questioned. He is 20 in the world, so he is forging a very, very good career. And he's got his limitations, for sure. Whether those can be improved on with the serve and a bit more power, we'll have to wait and see. He's always had the one coach. Does he look to maybe add some components to his coaching team or another voice, another um, direction? I mean, I talk to some people who think his serve is horrendous. Uh, Absolutely horrendous, the technique and all. And and he's got to 20 in the world, so... Yeah, he he's um, he's competitive. I mean, he plays five sets for four hours. We know what we're going to get, which is great. That's a great quality to have, and that might be ceiling people. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it was interesting. I was watching uh, him play the other night, and one of the commentators, and I don't know who it was, just said he hasn't really got a real weapon that he can expose on his opponent, which is interesting regarding Alex Dimonor. Now, Ayla Tomljanovic is still alive. She takes on Vavrada Gracheva tonight. Um, and that yep. match gets underway in about just over a couple of hours our time. Uh, is she a surprise for you in this tournament? Well, she could um, she could do anything, Isla. I, I just think she's capable. I mean, I, she uh, her posture on court, her ground strokes, you know, backhand, I think, you know, world-class. She can, but she, you know, obviously it's all the above-the-shoulder stuff that's prevented her, I think, from getting through that bracket she's been around sort of that 30 to 60 window for some time 
And I've always thought she looks like a top 30 player for mine. So, yeah, great scalp in the first round in Cotivate, fifth seed. And now the draw opens up. Um, you know, she plays the world number 71. So on paper, you think, well, that's got to be an easier assignment. But she's still got to get out there and execute today. But that's a real opportunity for Ola. She made the fourth round of the French going way back, uh, probably almost a decade ago now. Um, but, look, hopefully she'll draw some inspiration out of being Cotivate. Uh, I'll give Darius Seville a chance tonight, uh, Pete. She's up against uh, Petra Kvitova. I think mm. she's a real chance. She's actually beaten beaten Petra twice. Yeah. Uh, so Dasha's got the uh, the legs going. She'll run. She'll expose the movement of Kvitova, who's not a natural clay quarter. And, and Jason Kubel is the other one tonight up against Norrie. That'll be tough, but uh, hopefully he'll go out there with nothing to lose and show us his full array, and who knows? Yes, and of course, we're blessed here with the two-hour time difference from the West. We can watch it in prime time. Isla's on at 8.20, and Daria's on at a quarter past 10. It'll be after midnight for you, Brett. I know you've been uh, basically burning the midnight all. Can I ask you also regarding the men's draw and how you see it folding? Uh, it's still early days. We're only up to the second round for a lot of the men with Tsitsipas and, of course, Novak Djokovic winning last night. Rafa, of course, won his first round match. Uh, and we've got Carlos, uh, of course, the, the young Spandy, the 19-year-old that looms. How do you see it all uh, playing out? Well, I think we're probably still on track for a Nadal-Djokovic quarterfinal in that top section of the draw. And then, you know, if Elkarez, you know, gets through the bottom half, you know, to play either of those in a semi. So it's a shame probably they're all on the, the same side of the draw. Uh, but I, I still think it's those three. Look, Stefanos did get out of jail today. Um, disappointing loss for Musetti, but yeah, winning that in five, I th- he's got to be in the frame. But I, uh, I just think the other three are probably a little bit better. And I, I, I can't see a Smokey coming out of the rest of the pack. So yeah, Djokovic, I've got a smidge ahead at the moment. I just think he looks really primed. Uh, Novak, uh, we get another look at Nadal today up against Mutet. You know, once again, he's going to have the French crowd behind him and. Uh, he played a very good uh, first-round match, uh, beating uh, Stan Verbrinka. Um, and Elkarez, you know, I think he's flying at the moment. So I've got every confidence he gets through his bottom half of the draw. So it's probably those three with uh, Novak, I think, a smidge in front for me. Good on you, Brett. Thanks for joining us. I know you've got pending commitments right throughout the night, but thanks for joining us here on SENWA, and uh, we'll touch base again soon. Thank you, Pete. Pleasure. Brett Phillips, uh, the host of the First Serve, our tennis expert here on SNWA, giving us a nice wrap. Now, we have got the winner of our little competition. Congratulations to Simon of Claremont. It is called Paddle Tennis. Commiserations to the others that actually text through a fraction later, 0487 736. 0487 Paddle tennis it was. I saw it last night. A game adapted from tennis and played for over a century. It's compared to tennis. Now, the court is smaller and has no double lanes and the net is lower. And paddle tennis is played with a solid paddle as opposed to a strung racket and a depressurized tennis ball is used and a world championship series is currently underway. So there you go. Just on my screen here in my SENWA studio here in Perth, uh, we're seeing the warm-up to the Barcelona A-League All-Stars match. It's the first one for about eight years. Of course, in 2013, Manchester United came and played an A-League All-Stars. The following year, the Giants of Italy, Juventus, came and played the A-League All-Stars. It went into hibernation, but it's back in 2022, and they're taking on Barcelona 
We'll go live to Stadium Australia after the break and speak to the CEO of the Perth Glory, who's there, Tony Pinata, to get a bit of a scene setter. Stay with us. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos on this Wednesday night.